Mysteries Podcast. What a what an edition we have for you. I am Lawrence, and I am your host. This is CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. The 2018 NFL season is over now. The Patriots just won their sixth Super Bowl in the Brady Belichick era, 13 to three over the Los Angeles Rams. Not the greatest game in the world. He took the over. I'm sorry. Joining me in my hotel room on a snowball mic while we sit on the floor at 3 in the morning drinking a bottle of Chardonnay, John Breach and Ryan Wilson. See, it sounds so ridiculous that no one will believe it's true. Yeah, I mean, like, half that describes my entire college career, which, by the way, the Patriots were also winning Super Bowls then, so it's like my whole life has become full circle. Well, that's that's what I wrote about it. I remember distinctly, I mean, like everybody does, seeing the... 2001 Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Rams, and the Patriots dynasty kicked off. Um, you know, and I, I thought that there were a lot of similarities between the two games. In that, when you watch how the Patriots disrupted the the Rams' offense, I mean, look, it's a powerful Rams offense led by a young quarterback. You know, a, a budding superstar quarterback, Kurt Warner, is much you know, better, but uh, but you know, than Jared Goff, but but you know, not a top pick and all that. I don't know. It just felt it felt similar. Is that crazy to to look at what happened and say that's not too far removed from two thousand one, Ryan? No, no, that's not crazy at all. Uh, I think the differences are. It's funny that we're all taking deep breaths because it's three in the morning to try to collect our thoughts after. <laughs> I think twenty one hour day. Well, for those that didn't know, if you listen to this podcast, you might have seen us tweet about it. And I mean, like, I, I can I can hear the tired of my voice. That's how. Uh, long a day. It's been we, uh, the three of us, and Kenny White of Sportsline, the Wizard of Odds, did a, uh, a HQ show from eight to ten, part of the Super Bowl pregame extravaganza on CBS Sports <laughs> HQ. So, um, yeah, by approaching twenty-two hours of being awake, that's really exciting stuff. And, and no, it's, it's to, to get to, to the, your point. Yes, it's similar. The difference, of course, is that Kurt Warner was a, a little more veteran at that time. Uh, let's see, coming into this game. Uh, the only also like Jared Goff in his third year starting. Oh, okay. Tom Brady had forty playoff appearances coming into Sunday mm-hmm. night. Jared Goff had thirty nine starts. Yeah. So there was, uh, you know, despite having a, a good season for Jared Goff, sorry, despite having a good season last year for Jared Goff, uh, we're still talking about Tom Brady. And we talked about this all morning in the HQ, where at least Brinson and I, I think, preached differed because he ended up picking the uh, the Rams. But that was stupid. <laughs> incredibly stupid. Blew up in my face. But. You don't bet against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I know they were five and three in the Super Bowl coming into this game, and Brady didn't play great. But I think the real Brady played pretty terrible. That's fair. That's in fact more than fair. I think the real MVP of this game I wrote about afterwards, uh, Steph Gilmore in that defense. I think collectively the defense earned it. Steph Gilmore had the big pick, but Brady had uh, one, maybe two really good passes, not counting all the short mm-hmm. throws that Edelman turned into big games. No, I think I, I agree with you there. I would say that I think Edelman, Julian Edelman, who was the Super Bowl MVP, um, deserved. We got it. Ten catches, 140 yards. That's right, isn't it? Yep. He deserved it. And um, that's how quickly I lost these stats. Um, I thought Edelman deserved it. I would I would have picked Edelman if I had been voting. But I understand why you were talking about Gilmore there because the Patriots. But but that that kind of wraps into the 2001 thing too. Like this defense that people were counting out is full of. Not no names. I mean, Steph Gilmore got a big contract. 
Uh, you know, Patrick Chung breaks his arm mid-game. Kyle Vinoy and Dante Hightower are older veterans. Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers, you know, a guy that, that sort of stepped up. And um, the McCourty brothers. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's they, that's all you heard from these defensive guys after the game was no one believed in us. Which is it's not true, but that's sort of the thing. But, no, but nobody believed in the defense. Every, well, you know ta- what I mean? Like, yeah, we talked about this as well. Their defense didn't rank very – they were replacement level overall, football outsiders – the run defense and pass defense were 25th and 26th uh, yeah. in terms of the front seven. So, yes, fair enough. That's why people didn't believe in them. And here's the thing is you talk about what we just talked about with that Patriots defense. And uh, look what they did in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. They played the Chiefs, the highest scoring team in the NFL, and shut them out in the first half. In the Super Bowl, the Rams are the second highest scoring team in the NFL, and they shut them out in the first half. They slaughtered I mean, the Chargers, that, too. That is just... Mind blowing defensive game planning that, yeah. and it was completely different for each game. Yep, I, it was just three. It was vintage Belichick. Vintage Belichick. It really was. I mean, like, so I was so if you saw the with the basically what the Patriots did during this game was after being the most man defense heavy team in the NFL this year, they played zone like basically the whole time. And they used Dante Hightower and Kyle Van Noy to blitz on the interior and create disruption and get, and get pressure after Jared Goff. It worked great. The Rams' offensive line played terrible. They got they got manhandled at the point of attack. And um, Jared Goff, who had thrown one touchdown against uh, against man coverage all year, and twelve—I mean, excuse me—one interception against man coverage all year, and twelve interceptions against zone coverage all year, looked looked like a like a. I mean, what, like, what, look like a Jared Goff coached by Jeff Fisher. And <laughs> I was gonna say he looked like a a freshman at college who just got to. He just he just looked in over his head, and he was beat up. He was he was hit repeatedly. Sacked um, one time in the first two playoff games. Sacked four times. He was hit thirteen times. Thirteen. QB hits thirteen, I believe, on Sunday night. God. Yeah. Yeah, and another thing is like you know I went down to talk to the Rams after the game and listening to McVay. And one of his quotes was that I was not pleased at all with my feel for the flow of the game and kind of making some adjustments as the game unfolded. Basically, McVeigh was saying I had no feel for the flow and my in-game adjustments I couldn't figure out what was going on. So he was did, totally did, confused. Did you hear? Did you hear what else he said? Yeah, I, I got everything. I'm just going yeah, with yeah, this yeah. point to so start said, with. I got. Out coach. I got out oh coach. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he threw that out twice. He said that twice. Yeah. And so McVeigh is. Completely admitting that he was kind of confused and befuddled by what Belichick threw it at him, and so you know, as we all know, McVeigh is the puppet master in Jared Goff's helmet. So if McVeigh's confused, and imagine him like trying to read that to Goff, and then like I don't know what's going on. Do you know what's going on? How much confusion's going on? And so there was no way Jared Goff was going to play a good game if the guy talking to his helmet is a little bit confused about what's going on. They didn't do. They they didn't run any plays out of shotgun. They didn't do any jet sweeps and stuff like that. They ran plays out of shotgun. I don't think so. No, they did because actually I, I, I documented play by play. You did? Yeah, that's how. That's how. That's why I'm so smart. <laughs> no, I, I'd have to go back and look at my notes, but they ran a few. <laughs> it was usually first, second down, always under center. Uh, third and long, they, he would occasionally be under shotgun. But oh, here, okay, okay. But here's the thing: but maybe it was no first and second down plays under shotgun. No, no play action. No it, play. Action. It didn't work. And when you have Jared Goff 
taking snaps and dropping back as a po- as a regular pocket passer. That's exactly what the Patriots wanted and played right into their hands. Before we go on, though, I want to see if you guys know. I didn't know this. Uh, and Jason McCourty said this after the game as, while he was talking about Steph Gilmore. Do you know Steph Gilmore's nickname? Uh, it's a great nickname. Is it like his Twitter handle? What is his Twitter handle? I don't think it is. No, I just saw it. No, it's not. What is it? John, do you have any guesses? Peanut. Is it Earl Grey? Gilly Lockdown. What? That's a good nickname. Steph Gilmore, Gilly Lockdown, Lock You Down. He's a cornerback. Yeah, he's a cornerback. And Gilly, Gilly's just fun. Short That's... for Gilmore. Okay, so there's no like nothing. Isn't Gilly the name of the girl? His name's Gilmore, and he locks you down. Yeah, Gilly Lockdown. That's like if we oh, called you. That's a great you... nickname, but I, like, I didn't know there's like a pawn I was supposed to get or something. Oh, like... You are exhausted. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's so like a, if we called you Brittany Talkdown, which I think I might start Brittany calling you. Talkdown. You got a new nickname, Brittany Talkdown. I like it. Uh, Brittany Talkdown. Brittany. And I remember, remember, uh, Swimmy McGuff podcast devotees will remember that I once tried to nickname myself Mouse. <laughs> um, you don't get to nickname yourself. That's not what works. Yeah, you can't nickname yourself. By the way, the most, uh, not most exciting, the, the perhaps most troubling thing I learned this week. Breach for his birthday went to see Britney Spears front row by himself. What? You know this. That's not troubling at all. Let me just say that if you have a birthday and you have an opportunity to get front row tickets to Britney Spears, you do it. I don't care if you're a Britney Spears fan. If you're not a Britney Spears fan, you just do it. She was in Vegas. I love Vegas. She's Britney Spears. I love Britney Spears. So it's just a combination of everything perfect in life. I'm going to say the most troubling thing I learned about Breach this weekend is that he is willing to wear. Are you, are you wearing? Are you currently wearing tuxedo pants too? No. Did you, you wear a tuxedo jacket to the Super Bowl? It is the Super Bowl. This is yeah, a but main event. But you, but you're wearing it in, like, in the auspices of it being a, a suit jacket. No, not at all. I purposely brought a tuxedo jacket because it's a Super oh, Bowl. Okay, it's made right, of. It's okay. a black tie event. Okay, that's you, how I feel about the Super Bowl. I didn't wear it for the NFC title game. You didn't wear a tie. I did, did not. But you also did not wear a tie. Right, but I'm not wearing a tuxedo. But yeah, I mean, it's by the like way, let me, let me business casual, yeah. except tuxedo casual. I got this text at 9:57 a.m. just before about to go off the air for my wife. I like Bre- Breach's tux style jacket. Um, That's for the women. My wife texted <laughs> me. You guys need to all wear one. My wife texted me and said Ryan is funny and Breach. My my mother in law, she she thinks Breach is cute. Nice. So there you go. So, so we're killing it with our audience, That's our right. demographic. I think the best yeah. thing we could do, Breach, is continue to hang out with Brenton. <laughs> Yeah, Brittany talk down. Brittany talk down. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just found the similarity striking. It was like this low-scoring game where they beat up on this. They use this no-name defense to beat up on this great Rams offense. What about? Uh... And, but, but like, but like again to the game planning. It's what they they just game plan you. The How Patriots... can Sean McVay not be prepared for something other than zone defenses? And other man. So other this other is. Sorry, man. So on one hand, in my head, I'm saying this is big. McVeigh in his press conference says, "Hey, I just got out coached, and being accountable. There's a lot to be said for that, but it's also kind of embarrassing to come out and yeah. say that's like saying I wasn't prepared at all. I I don't know anything about Bell Belichick. The guy's been coaching for 40 years, and I don't watch enough film on him to know what's going on because to be outclassed like they were, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of embarrassing. It, it's real you're embarrassing. supposed to be an offensive genius and you had no clue. You just lost the whole they, game. They were, they, they acted like they were playing an inferior team on a, in like a week four. Yeah. And and I, like, it never felt like the Patriots defense was worried about the Rams moving the ball down. And the only time they did, uh, 
No, the Rams. I mean, the Rams defense did a great job. I was oh saying, yeah, absolutely. Let's not, let's not lump Wade Phillips into this mess. No, wait, no, wait, no, wait. No, this is only and Sean McVay. Look, 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 let's give Sean McVay credit too because he said For what <laughs> he he stood Get up into the Super Bowl, man. He, no, he stood up and took his medicine like a man. I mean, he said, like, yeah, yeah. How about he, you have a better game plan? If, I, I, if you're a genius, that that was not a genius type game plan. He got his pants pulled down yes. by Bill Belichick. His tight, skinny pants that I mentioned on the and show. Get, and then get, he gets spanked in front of the whole cafeteria by Bill Belichick. Punched in front of the whole cafeteria, whatever it is. Like, yeah, or like Bill Belichick grabbed his ear and dragged him along with him. Like, like, you know, but, you know, here's the flip side of this. The flip side of this is the Rams' defense was so good that we wouldn't be having this talk right now if Jared Goff could hit a wide-open yeah. Brandon Cooks in the end zone, then... What is that? That puts the Rams up 10-3 in the third quarter, and that's a game-changer. Or, or Jared Goff and doesn't throw an interception to Stephon Gilmore, a terrible... Terrible throw, but like not a horrible decision. Your feet smell terrible, right? But, so, but, but have you ever seen, in a Super Bowl, a receiver get that wide open, and, and the no, quarterback no. just and no this, clue? He, he had no clue. He, he, he waited yeah. too long. And then like the Gilmore thing, he... Golf said afterwards he shouldn't have thrown it, and I get it. Um, I can tell you what Gilmore said because I, I heard him. Uh, afterwards, he said uh, it was zero coverage. There was a, shoes off and down. Okay, you got me self-conscious. Zero coverage, blitz coming, and he saw the ball leave Goff's hand, and he knew it was going to be a pick. And all he said to himself was, I need to make sure I catch it. <laughs> the series before, Jason McCourty said that uh, Gilly Lockdown came over and said, Keep doing what you're doing because we're going to get a pick, and and it happened. And yeah. uh, he's and you were doing some work down that interview room. Thank you. I was, wasn't I? Yeah. And, and let me throw out right here: Chaos Campbell from the Jags. Uh, he's got a tweet that has about four thousand retweets right now, and he's basically ripping and people and saying, "Hey, why didn't Stephon Gilmore win yes. MVP?" I know we touched on it a little bit, but. Just so everyone knows, his final stats were he had a forced fumble, an interception, three oh, right. yeah. pass breakups, I mean, you tweet him your story. and five tackles. So the only I, issue, John, I would point this out, and I could I can rebut it, but just the, the naysayers might point to Brand, uh, Brandon Cook's final line. Uh, no, no, Cook's had garbage time stats. Garbage time. What are the totals? 10, 120? 8, 120. 8, 120. But they scored three points. So you and this is sort of like the game plan going back to your, to your original point with the two thousand one. This is a bad Patriots defense. Yeah, a defense we didn't respect all year. And they yeah. they it's, took like Breach pointed out. They took care of the Chargers, Chiefs, and Rams in back to back weeks. This is this this is, we're about eighteen years into this Belichick churning through the NFL, and he just slapped together his the best coaching job of his career. Yeah, it, well, real quick on Cooks, he had 45 of that 120 on the final drive when it's 13 and 3, the game was over. So I drank so much Chardonnay, he's now vomiting in the bathroom. That also happens in college. Yeah. Ryan, who won the Super Bowl when you were in college? Um, was that when the Dolphins went? Was that when the Dolphins went undefeated? You know, I was in college so long ago that my first year out of college, the Packers beat the the Patriots. Far beat. Blue, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, you were in college for a Patriots Super Bowl. So no, that's my like, first year out of college. Oh, first year out. Yeah. Okay. Forty nine. That means when you were in college, yeah. Broncos. I think. Oh, you know what? I bet you had the Forty Nine ers Chargers too. That's a, exactly that's what happened. That was blood a bath. bloodbath. And then yeah, for people who want to complain, this is a bad Super Bowl. First of all, it was. I mean, it wasn't. A I disagree. Story. I thought it was. I thought it was. It, I thought it was two defenses playing really well. I was and, happy to see the the Rams defense play well and, and to see what. Um, we should also note that like we had. Some things happened during the day 
that sort of changed the way we viewed the... Well, let me say that as a fan of Johnny Hacker and special teams in general, this Super Bowl was, uh, I don't want to say the best one ever, because I know people won't agree with that, but it was definitely top 15. It was better than the uh, Broncos, uh, Broncos Patriots. At the end of the, at the end of the third quarter, I text my dad, <laughs> and I said, I think we have a shot at our first special teams. You jinxed it. I did jinx it. You know, I'm not bringing my phone to the next Super Bowl because I don't want to jinx anything. But Ed- I, Edelman was awesome. I thought Hecker or, uh, that if whoever kicked the game winning field, you know, if the final score is nine to yeah, six yeah. or six to three, the kicker could have either Zerline or Goskowski, uh, but that didn't happen because the Rams offense was horrible. Edel- Edelman, Edelman just decleated anyone who tried to guard him. And that I, was, that they, was a huge difference for the Patriots offense. I don't know why they didn't double team him on third down. Honestly, that, and th- this is my thing. This, this is where Wade Phillips, this is where we can lump in Wade Phillips though, is that, he just kind of felt like, you know what, Edelman's not going to hurt us. He thought yeah, one yeah. person could cover him, and he, he was stubborn. Yeah. And he didn't do anything until, what, the fourth quarter? Well, I will say this. I mean, look, like, when, when they started, when they, when they started trying to limit Edelman, that's when, I mean, Gronk was getting going too. Gronk had a monster game too. I mean, he had 90. As I pointed out on HQ in the morning. Yeah, I mean, he had, he had four catches for 90 yards. I mean, they were, and they missed, the Patriots missed a field goal. They, they made mistakes. I mean, there, there were multiple chances to score. Both teams couldn't convert a third down. It was, it, the whole thing was very bizarre, just how lumpy it was, lunky it was. Honestly, like, it's a little disappointing we're recording this podcast at, at uh, 3 in the morning because that game ended at, like, 10 o'clock. Well, here's, it, was, it was over fast. But mentioning that the, the Patriots offense started out, you know, they drove straight down the field for a break through the Their first play was showing himself for 13 yards. They like, oh, should have been over. up 16, 13 nothing because you had the Goskowski miss field goal, you had the Brady interception, yep. and then obviously Goskowski finally kicked a field goal. So at minimum, they should have been up 9 nothing, and if they get a touchdown, they're up 13 nothing, yeah, sure. and it's game over. You know, it, there's thir- another design, yeah, 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 Rams yeah, weren't yeah, scoring 13 yeah. points, and so, uh, but the Patriots have a flair for the theatrics and making things dramatic in the Super Bowl. So no, Goskowski, I thought it was interesting. I um, I actually got uh, some pretty good scrum action with the Patriots after the game. I got within like two people of Brady, which is you know I was surprised. Like you know, for his last couple of questions. Oh, do you know who got within one person of Brady that works for CBS? And now did you? Yeah. I'm not going to name names, but uh, maybe if you follow this person on Twitter, you would know. Jimmy Iceberg, Ryan Wilson. Oh, that's his picture. Well, that's even better. What was that? Oh, so yeah, our Jamie Eisenberg was down there and uh, got a, a picture. Oh my right, god, what a great picture! Right next to Tom Brady. Wasn't two people away like uh, Brady talk stuff. He was one person. He's right there with the Lombardi. Well, I was just at Brady's party. I, you know, I get Brady high five and all that. Um, you know, hey Tom, hey Brady. Talk How happy stuff. did he look? Uh, he was very happy. He was pretty pleased. And I saw him catch up with his trainer. Um, oh, was, oh! You yeah. saw the trainer, yeah, Alex. He, yeah, Alex Guerrero. Right afterwards, and they were like, he was like, liability. He, he swore. Did he have some uh, beluga lentil tacos ready to go? He shot him with, I guess, he shot him with a needle that was, I'm sure, beluga oh, juice or something. Like, this... uh, no, he was like, he. I like. I think Tom Brady's more surprised about this this Super Bowl win than than any of us. No way. He is. What's he surprised about? I think. I think. I think this might be his favorite Super Bowl win. I think that he's surprised they won the AFC Championship. He was definitely surprised they won the AFC. And Championship. I think that after they won that, the Patriots probably felt pretty good about being the Rams. But it really, you know, he celebrated like uh, a high school kid who had just won a state title 
when he was walking off the field after they scored that touchdown in overtime, yeah. you know, he was jumping up and down. And so you know when Brady thinks wins are big because he does start going a little bit crazy. And so because he didn't think he was going to win that Chiefs game, this one became big. But I don't think anyone in the Patriots organization thought they were going to lose this game. Maybe not. Sean McVay thought it after one yeah. series. <laughs> I, I'll I mean, tell that's you what, unbelievable. I'll tell you what, Bill Belichick <laughs> wasn't scared when he went to this game. And you know what? You shouldn't feel scared either, guys. Especially when you're at home. Fear has no place in the home, period. End of story. That's been Simply Safe's mission from day one. You know, like how seamless that segue was? Mm-hmm. You may have seen the commercial about it during the big game this year. If you didn't find it online, Simply Safe blankets your whole home of protection. I am a, I've been a Simply Safe, uh, user for like two years, at least, maybe more. I love Simply Safe. It, you know, straight to your house. You can set it up in like five minutes. I can go to bed at night knowing that, you know, if like a window is broken into or a door is broken into, I got the, the big alarm is going to take a screeching siren blast goes off. It'll, it'll automatically call the cops. They're around the clock professional monitoring systems. Makes me feel good about my kid and my wife at home. Uh, make sure the police are on the way when you need them. Security sensors are tiny and they blend in with your home so you won't notice them. Verge called Simply Safe the best home security and it's a wire cutter top pick. More than 3 million Simply Safe customers already know it feels good to fear last. Protect your home today. Get free shipping on any system order as a Pick 6 listener. Visit simplysafe.com slash pick 6, P-I-C-K, number 6. That's simplysafe.com slash pick 6. By the way, quickly, I want to point out something uh, yeah, from, from our HQ on Sunday morning. My 7-year-old texted me after our, our segment, and this is what he, I want to let you guys know what he said. About me, doesn't follow football. Doesn't know the difference between football yeah, or soccer. No, he just ta- he he can text like he can read, so he texts and he likes. <laughs> he can read how the words. That's a thing. I can't even read, so he's ahead of me. So he identifies himself because it's my wife's phone. He says, "You are the most handsome guy in that room. That was awesome. I was thinking about if I was on TV." So he went from, well, "I'm glad to see my dad on television." And he's like, "You know what? What would it be like if I was on television?" Wait, why did you read a text insulting me in breach? Well, I'm handsomer than you. But was he saying we're ugly or just saying that you're more handsome? I didn't read the part about where he said I feel like he might be biased. Well, I mean, but I'm just trying to get a feel for yeah. what your son thinks. Cause I like, think the bottom line is that he wishes he were on television, and that's how his thought process ended. He's like, hey, my dad, uh, you know, what What would I do? You want to see pictures of me and my son playing in front of the television? With, uh, it's good for a podcast. You said videos. Showing video on the podcast is what the listeners love. Pictures I and videos on I've podcasts. I've literally never been this hard in my life. So, um, <laughs> Gurley, though. Another bad guy. Great call. Thank you, Ryan, for leaving. CJ Anderson, I thought, played pretty well. He had the, the fumble you mentioned, some so stuff what, going on. What, what does it do with Gurley? I mean... Well, our buddy Prisco talked to people who thinks that... He said, he said on this podcast. He's a mental case. Which I don't... Here's the thing. If you're a quarterback and you have the yips, uh, I get it. I don't understand how you are running back. What, I mean, uh, so I was, I was texting some buddies about this. I was like, yeah. I was like, the buzz is that Gurley has the yips. They're, what does that mean? Like, he can't hit a hole? <laughs> like, right. Exactly. You can get the yips. I'm telling you. And I told you guys this before and it didn't make any sense. But when I was in high school. I dropped a pass. It would have been like a 45-yard touchdown catch. It, it, it went and like I, I grew up in football. Like I used to hold for my dad in practice, like catch snaps, catch footballs all the time. Sure, never ever had an issue. I dropped this one pass, and then for about I don't know a year, 
I could not catch a football. You're, th- you're thinking through it. You're, you're, thinking, you're saying, like almost afraid when it starts coming at you. It, yeah. It's like I can't even describe the feeling. It's like it's like when you play baseball and you're trying to you're, you're yeah. yeah. grounders. You're, you desperately don't want the ball. Or if you've ever had a ball hop and hit you, and all yeah, of a sudden yeah, you're yeah, worried you're about the happening. The hops, yeah, Do you guys yeah. know Steve Sachs? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy infielder, and you know, he, he a, got the yips. Played for the Dodgers. Semi, Chuck Knobloch got the yips. Yeah, a semi-reasonably young person would have said Chuck Knobloch. Yeah, I no, said Chuck it started with Steve Sachs for me because I played middle infield when I was younger, and uh, I had the same. I had mental issues. Were you happy that we knew your baseball reference? Yeah, but Steve Sachs is a fantastic player for the Dodgers out of nowhere. There was Mackie Sasser. You guys saw that Mackie Sasser, catcher for the Mackie Sasser, isn't it? Mackie, yeah. Catcher for the You've never heard of Max the, the, Have you heard of him? The yips are real. I mean, this is no yeah. doubt. Well, listen, he couldn't throw that the ball. He was in golf all the time. He was a catcher for the Mets. He could not throw the ball back to the pitcher. He got in his head. Oh, you yeah. know John Lester? Yeah. From the 1930 Dodgers? It's not. <laughs> uh, no, John Lester, the, the, the Red Sox. Yeah, he can't throw to first base. That's right. So it's a thing. Yeah. But I don't know how that translates to running back. Give you the ball, hold into the ball, run. He, or catch the ball, yeah. And Gurley had some nice runs in the second half, actually. But it's, no throws, no receptions. By the way, under hit on a number of uh, players with a passing attempt. I was surprised by that. Over hit on the number of players uh, with a rushing attempt. The over on live betting did not hit. Well, was, uh, our buddy Kenny White said Undertaker. Usually the unders work, although I think he took a bath on the overs. He took overs. I I'm said Undertaker. Like, that was my word. I'm sorry, bro. You gotta give me credit, and then we gave shout out to Brinson's I, father-in-law's father-in-law funeral home. Father-in-law, brother-in-law, both. And pretty talk down. If Thanks you were an undertaker, then you hit big today. If you took that was the about under- the only prop. I picked the Rams, so I got to pump up myself when I yeah. get one correct. Well, I pointed out the first half under in the first quarter under. Those both hit, and I was like, they right. did. And then I was like, I'm gonna hammer the second half over, and because that always hits in Patriots. Yeah, Super Bowls. always hits in Patriots. Super Bowls. I had like th- I had like 42, 35. No, that was better than the press box or anything. 42-35. I took it at 22 and a half. That didn't hit. I mean, come on. 16 points is ridiculous in the Super Bowl in 2019, but you know, it, it happens. Uh, at one point it got to 15 and a half and I didn't take it at that point. Um, the, the Patriots were just the better team. I don't, I don't, I mean, like, I don't. Well, just, uh, there's already, I think Tom Brady has made it clear he's coming back, but I think it's confirmed. Should we, um, should we play the, uh, you know, we can play it. We can double play it because it's on, uh, it's on Instagram. So this is this is an interesting little thing. I saw John Brady. John walked in here and he was already listening to it. This is Tom Brady live from the Super Bowl party as he and Gronk are. What's up, John? Nothing. I'm trying to find it. Instagram's little feed thing is annoying because it um, it deletes it. So uh, anyway, this is uh, I'm going to find Tom Brady. He is he's he is doing he's hinting. This is, a, this is a John Reed special. He's hinting that Rob Gronkowski might come back next year. That's the time he's doing this video? I think. This is from Tom Brady's Instagram. Guess who's back, right? And then Gronk is like, yeah, I don't know. And he nods his head like, oh yeah. And then they post the, still here, dot, dot, dot. And then, to be continued, dot, dot, dot. And, and so if you're keeping track, Gronk... Announced his comeback last year at my bachelor party, and then this year with Brady after the Super Bowl. If that's what ends yeah. up being the case, that's a pretty strong lineup for Gronk. Where's he going to do it next year? Maybe uh, I don't know that it's Gronk's choice. What does that mean? Well, the, the, they, they might not want to try to try to show 
almost trading him to the Lions. But I do think that, that he's owed $10 million next year. That's a lot for a blocker. Um, it's a big play. But he, he's put up big numbers in, in the pivotal postseason. games. In the 79 postseason. yards against the Chiefs. Yep. 87. Well, that's the thing. Is like, two touchdowns. Or, or 116 against the Eagles last year. You don't care about Gronk at this point. So, like, is it, let me ask you this. Is it worth $10 million to have Gronk be Gronk for three games? If Tom Brady wants him. And no, that's, that's yes, because the salary cap's going up like $12 million, And so that cancels out. You can renegotiate. You can keep Gronk. You can, you can afford to keep Gronk. Yeah. And I think I think if, I think I can see. And I've been saying this all week. I can see Tom Brady going to Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick and be like, "Look, I'll come back if Gronk comes back." And I can see Belichick saying, "Okay, sign me up with another quarterback, and I want a Super Bowl with him." Brady's coming back no matter what. By the way, Breach. Uh, Brady was, told us years ago that he was playing until he's forty-five. Yeah, but then as Breach likes to point out during the Facebook thing, Facebook thing, he said well, two more Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah and this but, was two. It's almost like he was teasing his product. So listen, yeah. I, I, have With a, his wife, I have a source. She looked really sad. Like listen, he wasn't Breach, I have a source inside the, the Patriots after party. This is true. Do you know who played at the Patriots after party? Oh, uh, don't tell me Britney Spears. Oh, no. Nick Lachey? Meek Mill. Oh, close. Meek Mill and Snoop Doggy Dog. Oh, Meek Mill's like Robert Cass' best friend. That's Cardi B, he was dancing with. Snoop Dogg was there? He's everywhere. Really? Yeah. Guys you know, here's the thing is that Snoop Dogg is a Steelers fan. How do you feel about that? Uh, he changes. He, well, he he got. Is he, is he the first? He was the original Drake. He just go, he jumps on the bandwagon. Yeah, Todd Haley. Yeah, Snoop Dogg goes everywhere. That is. Uh, he needs to just pick a team. What right, else stood out about this game? All right. Uh, so what? Wait, let me ask you this, Brees. Yeah. Uh, Listen, Goskowski missed a field goal, and Zerline missed a field goal at the end. Uh, which was the worst field goal? The one in the end, I didn't think it was a big deal, but I thought Goskowski missing might have been something troubling for him because it was the first one of the game. All his field goals. Went left. The field goal he missed went left. The field goal that iced the game and made it 13-3. Just snuck in. Snuck in the left upright by about a foot. He was off the whole game. And he's lucky they were kicking from uh 42 yards. And 41 because, yards. Right, because the one he missed was from 46. And he hit them all the exact same. So if that 41-yarder or the 42-yarder would have been from 46, I don't think they would have gone in. I think they would have missed wide to the left. And so... When you're a coach, you don't want to see that from your kicker. Goskowski just and it, he, he didn't have end over end rotation. It was, it was just weird to see. It was, it was weird we, to see. Oh, we talked to someone, another source of yours. Yes, Goskowski. Yeah, is, he talked to you about Pilates when you spoke with him, and then we ran into someone at a Macy's who knows a Pilates, a Pilates a yoga studio owner, and he did some yoga to help take his mind off kicking. And apparently, he didn't do the yoga right. Goskowski, I'm trying that to find is, the quote where he says he wasn't comfortable. He got nervous. He said that. Well, here's the thing. So uh, I, I was I was at his podium. And he I, said I, he said he got nervous. He said he 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 said these games you get a little gassed up, you get a little nervous. Um, so he, he said I'd be lying if I thought if I told you I was comfortable. Here with first kick. is the thing. About, so I talked to both of those kickers. Talked to Zerline. Talked to Goskowski during the week leading up to the Super Bowl. Humble brag. And Zerline is just like. Empty, there's no, he doesn't think about kicking as something that would make him nervous. It's just like what he, it's like me drinking wine right now. Mm. That doesn't make me nervous. It's like being the UPS driver. You it's, get your package, you drop it off. No, that's exactly how he treats it. And there's, I've never met a kicker or talked to a kicker that does it like that. But I don't know if that explains the fact that he had the worst miss. Goskowski was like introspective about kicking. So you know, and Goskowski was saying, oh yeah, I'm nervous for every game. I would be freaked out if I wasn't nervous because then that would make me nervous so I would be nervous anyway like he just kept throwing nervous out 
And I'm like, I don't know if that is what I want to hear from, you know, like if I'm a Patriots fan, that would make me nervous. Yeah. Uh, and so watching him miss, yeah. And, and then, uh, Zero Line's kick at the end of the game was just an ugly kick. There's no explanation for that one, but I he hit a 53 I really see it from my seat. Oh, he missed it by like 10 Did yards, 10 yards to the left. No, I was, we were watching on TV because we were down. My seat sucked. We watched the final four minutes. In media holding. My Super Bowl seat sucked. Did you hear that right? So, for people who have never covered a Super Bowl, which is probably a lot of people, yeah. if you want to do, if you want to get to the locker room and talk to the players after the game, you have to leave the press box at the four minute mark, go down the locker well, I'm room. I'm not sure so, you did. So it's you don't get to watch the game. You're watching it on a TV for the final four minutes. And so that's how I was able to see how badly he missed it because we had the TV. I game. saw all the first guys come in and I came down after the game ended. Yeah. And by the way, how about Romo jinxing uh, Goskowski on the first one? Yeah, yeah, that's right. By the way, or calling out Jim Nance's jinxes. Breach was in the Rams locker room. I was or in the Rams area. I was in the Patriots area, and there were probably a hundred people wait in the waiting room at the podiums. I would say ten percent of them were cheering for the for the Patriots, and they were super excited when. When I was there, like, hot thick. I was stunned, man. I was sitting in, I was, uh, in my spot. I was sitting around CBS Los Angeles people, and they were just flat out clapping and cheering for the Rams. They weren't cheering or clapping for long. Who were you clapping and cheering for? I mean, Team, nobody. I was, Team I was getting <laughs> You're a problem. These guys were like, yeah! Like, they, like, they, like they, the Rams are completely passive. Like, yeah! And, like, the girl next to me was dancing and stuff. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no. Like, dancing in the press box? What are we, what are we doing? There's no dancing. I mean... No one I mean, said you can't I, dance. I, I, I no I'm not like some like stuffy journal journal type, but just I mean I'm actually I think I'm okay with it. I don't care. I don't want I don't want cheering in the Super Bowl. Unless it's the Steelers. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing To grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. All right, so let me ask you guys this. We have been in Atlanta for an entire week. We re-recorded last Sunday in Atlanta we're still in Atlanta. Oh, it feels like it's, it's like we live in Atlanta now. I don't know if we're ever leaving. I just moved from Atlanta. What was your favorite thing about Ryan Super Bowl? I see your family in two weeks. <laughs> Does your family know you're alive? 14 days, yeah. No I days. actually went to a grocery store the other day, and your face was on a milk carton. I almost called the number, but then I was like, I know where yeah. he is. He's Does your family know that they're going to see you for seven days before you go to Thailand? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wife knows. My kids may not know. So, yeah, that's your coming kids, up. Do your kids get upset? 
Can, yeah, I, can, can I also say you look kind of cool in that backwards hat? <laughs> they sent me some. I'm not even kidding. It's you ran a backwards CBS Sports HQ. It's four in the morning. Uh, yeah, they sent me text now. That's where, that's how I communicate with my kids. Okay, but um, favorite thing from Super Favorite week. thing from this week. Oh, I, it's easy for me. Uh, I think it was Tuesday, John. We were catching an Uber back to our hotel. And uh, the nature boy, Ric Flair, strolled oh, into the hotel. Oh, that's a good one. And I was actually starstruck. You know, you see the players and coaches, you see, that's your job, you don't, you know, you get over it for the most part. But, uh, the nature boy, I was like, I get my picture taken with this guy. He's wearing a fur coat, he's in his 70s. I thought he looked pretty good. And he was very accommodating. Put it in Facebook and, uh, in the Facebook machine and all that. Yeah, just not afraid to throw up a picture of you and a celebrity on Facebook. And, uh, all my, my southern brothers from, uh, Harnett County, North Carolina. I am, I am a fan of the nature boy. I respect, uh... John's like, you gotta do it. John was very kind. Yeah, let me throw this out. Is that Ryan is telling me how he's a huge fan. He's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting a picture. And I was like, why wouldn't you get a picture? You're never gonna see Ric Flair again in your entire life. I literally had to spend 30 seconds talking him into getting a picture before he finally Flair, decided. Flair and you can no, now he's... check out... No, he doesn't. He, and he posed. He, he smiled. He's got this yeah, great yeah. smile. Like, like, Ryan's his best friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. And so go to Ryan's Twitter account. And check out the picture of Ric Flair. Keeping it real. You know what popped up on, on my uh, Facebook feed today at some point? There's a picture what? of me in Dallas like nine years ago. Oh. With terrible hair. Uh, $50 haircut, no less. No. Before no, you were no, Bernie no, Talkdown? This is pre Bernie Talkdown? Yeah, I had like, I had like, it was, I had really bad hair. It's depressing that I was like doing videos of it. But um, it's me and uh, Mike's situation. And then, oh, and then, right. What? Yeah, but then in the background behind us, is Peter Schrager <laughs> and this and like it's Schrager's first Super Bowl too, and so it's like he's who's like, it? I don't know, I don't know who's it. Maybe Fox. I don't know. Uh, I, I should I should put that picture up. And, and we Schrager and I both look like idiots. And the situation, of course, is now in jail. Um, oh, yeah. I would say my favorite thing is a for tax evasion. Situation yeah. is in jail for tax evasion. Don't would, evade your taxes, people. I would say one of my it's a tie. Both of them with you guys. Oh, that's that's exciting. I never, I never thought that would be the answer. I did save the Super Bowl. That was not, <laughs> that was not it. That, that, that sounds was, like a children's book. Will Brinson saves the Super Bowl. I did. I sort of, I sort of saved the Super Bowl. Though. We'll hear about that on subsequent podcasts. What's your? Go ahead. Um, I would say it's either one going out with you guys on Friday. Oh, that's, that's up there. And playing bocce, yeah, bocce ball underground until four a.m. Nice. Um, and we played, we played, we played uh, horseshoes with Brady Quinn. That was fun. Brinson and I beat Brady Quinn and Alicia Sacramo. Brady almost had his leg broken by his wife, former U.S. Olympic gymnast Alicia Sacramo. Yeah, and then Alicia almost had her face broken by Brady. (laughs) Yes, this is not uh, domestic violence. These are horseshoes that were badly thrown. Uh, These people are not horseshoes experts. Uh, And we we do a bar until 2 a.m. and play horseshoes. Then we do a bar until 4 a.m. and play... And I must, I must say, by the way, Brinson is great at sports that in, in, in favored by rich white people. And I'm glad we brought this. <laughs> I'm glad we brought this up because I promised my friend Acres. I don't know his first name. The 40 year old British guy. Is he named after? No, yeah, David Acres, the kicker. Oh, it's his birthday. Right, it was his birthday. So we, we met a British guy, and Sorry, they were going to go to the Super Bowl. They were going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I bought him a shot of Jack Daniels. But they could not afford tickets, and they're from London. So they decided they were going to fly to Atlanta, spend Super Bowl week in Atlanta. They're pay- Acres, this 40-year-old guy from London, is a Patriots fan. They were hammered. 
They had t-shirts and everything. It was his birthday. birthday. It was his 40th birthday. They were going to spend Super Bowl week in London. Couldn't afford Super Bowl tickets. So they were going to go to Boston and uh, watch the Super Bowl there because the Patriots were his Patriots fan. So that was awesome. And yeah, I mean, that's a pretty solid 40th birthday, right? I mean, Brinson. Yeah. Wilson, you had a 40th birthday. That's what you did. What did you do at 15 years? I think I went to bed at 830. Um, I do. I, it is disappointing to, uh, well, it's not disappointing. I hope that um, Akers is listening to this podcast. It will be disappointing if he did not. <laughs> remember that we were NFL writers when we talked to him that he should sign up for the picture. And he mentioned multiple times that, oh, you guys, we'll mention you, you can mention me. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah. a one, I can't do one in an accent. That's or terrible. English. Yeah, it was bad. Sorry. Uh, Alright, that's uh, one. What was the other one? Uh, I was doing the show with you guys on Sunday. Oh, yeah, that was good. I, I gotta went. tell you, it was, it was, it was really entertaining. Um, Another, you almost saved Super Bowl that in the morning because we had to leave a little early to pick up some. Uh, I texted, I texted, yeah, I texted Ryan on, at, uh, at, at midnight. I was like, hey, um, we should, uh, meet downtown, downstairs at like 6.45. We should also start texting about 6 o'clock. If for some reason I'm not texting you by 6.30, my room number is 9, like 9.37. Um, which I'm not worried about because nobody listens to this podcast by the time I check out. Uh, but yeah, we did the, we hosted the show. That was exciting. It was a lot of fun. And the three of us, We've been working together for like a, like a, what, like seven years now? Seven to ten years. We're given a video show. That was pretty cool. So, that was exciting. What was your favorite thing, Rich? I will say... Greg's it, line missing a field goal? Uh, that was not my favorite thing. It was sad. Two kickers missing a field goal? Anytime kickers miss... And, and you know the thing? I shot off that stat about kick, kicks over 40 yards in the Super Bowl are 50%. Literally. Like, and during the season, it's 75% with even, you know, kickers are better now. But... In the Super Bowl, it's 50%. Any kick over like, 20 yards. I feel like, so we did a prop podcast on Friday, and I hope you will listen to it. I feel like we hit it pretty good because I know we got Tony Michelle over, Gronk over, uh, first quarter under, first half under, shortest touchdown didn't hit. That's a dagger. Should have. That was my prop this morning. I said one yard wouldn't happen. And we got lucky because they could have spotted that ball they, inside the two. I mean, that, that was ball, a pretty, that that was pretty close. They were like, just, oh, it's on the two. Let's keep going. It's like, uh, maybe spot them the one. Uh, but real quick, back to my favorite spot. So the video definitely, Sunday morning. What are the challenges? All three of us. No challenges. Yeah, there are no challenges. Oh, we thought they were going to challenge uh, that catch by Robert the Rams Wood. player, Robert Woods, on the sideline. Uh, but that was it. That was the only one that was even close to yeah. maybe being maybe, challenged. Maybe the spot. You could have... But I think my favorite thing, even though it didn't happen, was that I thought Ryan and I were going to get an exclusive interview with Antonio Brown. So the drama building up to this with all this Antonio Brown stuff going on, uh, and he was doing an autograph signing at Macy's. I have a good buddy. I don't want to mention because I don't want to get in trouble because maybe I'll write something bad about Macy's sometime. And then, but so my good buddy emails me and says, hey, Antonio Brown's going to be at Macy's, and there's not going to be a media there, but you guys can go, and this is not really being publicized until the day of, so it won't get out, and so our understanding was that we were going to have two questions with Antonio Brown, which is all you need. You think of all the drama there's been. He has not talked to the media. Who do you want to play, and My my question was going to be, uh, Mike Tomlin was asked during his final press conference, uh, did Antonio Brown give up on his team? He says, call it what you want to. Antonio, what do you call it? When you don't show up in week 17. No be wonder good. you guys didn't get any questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine was short. Where, what team do you want to play? No, not because it's long, because it's like, uh, and, okay, so, so this, this whole thing, this goes down, uh, all these emails get exchanged Wednesday, so now we know that our two question meeting with Antonio Brown is scheduled for Friday, about 5.30, 6 o'clock, 
And then here's what happens is that USA Today accidentally, accidentally tracks him down on Thursday because he wasn't doing really public showings in Atlanta. There's no other interviews with him. What's up with this mustache he's got? I, I mean, oh. I want to try for the Hulk Hogan blonde mustache. I don't know. He seemed a bit out of it. I mean. So he gets the question from USA Today. And then about an hour before we're going to meet him on Friday, we get an email that says Antonio Brown's PR team is not letting you have any questions now. Uh, and so you guys don't get to ask any questions. And I think they were a little worried that we might press more now that they he were had, a lot worried. Yeah, they were okay. Yeah, they were a lot worried. Uh, so, so in other words, Antonio Brown did the hit on the spot, that he wasn't supposed to do. Did the spot knowing that no one was going to ask a question. Then when he found out, knew he was going to be there. Right. Yeah. Got shot down. So sounds like your buddy at Macy's got. No, I mean, we still we still saw him. We we got. Pictures, I, I and we guess, talked to Steelers fans. I would guess that they were like, we were not allowed any media there. And he's like, well, my buddy John's coming. And no, we like, were the only media there. Yeah. We were the only media. And they treated us like we were. By the way, Ryan, I have some exciting news for you. What's that? Antonio's not going to play the Steelers. No. Um, in, in this like, heavy PR blast I got, a PR, I got an email from uh, Yellowtail's PR. Oh. Yellowtail Wines PR. Fortel. Like, are you... Are you are you looking for are you ready about uh, Super Bowl ads post game roundup? Want to include something about Yellowtail? Did, did you guys have to watch the Super Bowl ads? No, no. Because and the thing about being at the Super Bowl, you don't get to watch the ads, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the only one I saw, which was just absolute, and I cried because I'm emotionally attached to the Bud Knight, is the Bud Knight died. I don't know oh, if you guys saw that. I don't, I don't want to spoil anything. If you have not seen the Super Bowl is it, it's I, I mean, I, it started off as a Bud Light ad, but hold on, it ended up I, can't, I don't even want to tell you the twist because. We all watch. I can't even tell you the twist. I, I you haven't seen this it. Super Bowl is the worst Super Bowl I've ever been to. All right, I'll just say that he called the top fifteen Super Bowl. That's because the punter should have won MVP or a kicker. That's why it's terrible. Well, go to see the. That's Panthers. wrong. Seeing the Panthers get beat in Santa Clara was pretty general too. Um, I just think not because of the game, just the experience in general, and also like, like I mean, Atlanta I, was amazing this week. Atlanta was fun. I would say Seahawks Broncos was the worst one I've been to. Forty three to eight. I had the flu and that it was, was the a worst blowout. game that I've been game, to. Yeah. They scored eight points in that game. Yeah, forty three to eight. Yeah, like you know it was fun though. Yeah, I mean, I had the flu. Yeah, wasn't the flu? You had hungover for Monday. I met Jennifer Garner that week. That was my all time highlight. That's pretty good. I thought I had a chance with her. Do we? Um, <laughs> you're married now. Well, I'm married now. I wasn't married She's in no 2013. Six years ago. I mean, she was like divorcing Ben Affleck. Uh, like, it was a rebound. You can you never know on the rebound. You always have a chance. That's true. You don't want to date anybody who's ever dated Ben Affleck. It's a good rule. It's like uh, like you don't want to date like Tom versus X. That no, that's true. That's like you don't want to date Nicole Kidman or um, Wilson's dying. What's yeah, uh, Mimi Rogers. No, no, no. no oh, I know Kate, you're talking about Katie Holmes, the Hispanic. Holmes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, not somehow. The other one. He did it. Some Katie Holmes. Are you sure? No, he done it. Some All right, we've done enough. We've done enough time for this podcast. Anything else that we need to talk about from this game? No. There is the fact that Aaron Donald and Adama Pasu. We thought they were going to just crush Brady. Yeah. And the quarterback that got Brady crushed, got hit a lot. Brady got hit a lot. But the quarterback that crossed was Jared Goff. Jared Goff he got punished. up. Like, I was so sorry for him. He got up with that face. He complained the ref a couple times. That's Brady moves. I was talking to Robert Mays about this in the press box afterwards. And I don't know. Like, I don't want, because I, I didn't see Goff. So I'm not, I'm not name dropping. I just didn't, I don't want to take credit for it. And he's like, man, he's like, Goff just looked battered. 
Like he looked like he absolutely like, looked like he had been through the ringer. Like he was shell shocked, and he just got. Did Robert Mays really say it looked like he'd been through the ringer? Because that sounds like a pun. He was just selling you Pitch's website on your podcast, yeah, and it worked. Um, no, the ringer's good fun. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying. No, but it was. He it got was, you. What? I, quarterbacks who are 25 or younger are now in the career of Bill Belichick. 15 and... 15 and 76. Not great, Bob. No. I mean, you like, Jared Goff didn't... He he looked like he didn't know what he was looking at. Like, he, he didn't. didn't... He didn't realize... Because Sean McVay didn't know what he was looking at. It's crazy, man. It, it is crazy. And so the Patriots now have six Super Bowl wins with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. They're six and three in their Super Bowls. That's well, let's ask Wilson this. Do you know who they just tied for most Super Bowl wins of all time? No. Oh, man, what a kick in the pants. The, the Bengals? I mean, it's not the Bengals. <laughs> let's, let's not. Uh, of course I know who it is, John. Dada so, so, Hightower, by the way. Not disrespectful. They asked him, they're like... Who do you think gets the seven first? The Steelers or the Patriots? Patriots. <laughs> really? Yeah, Unless you're Kenny White, who loves Tom, Mike Tomlin. Steelers. I think the Steelers could get the seven first. That's not, that was, I feel like that's not a crazy... You and Kenny are on, on that. Uh-oh. Is my back my door? No. Um, Alright. <laughs> Let me end the podcast. It is 4 a.m. We're podcasting. I guess that's true. Uh, okay, we're gonna get out of here. This is the Pick Six Podcast. Thank you for listening all year. <laughs> this is very exciting. This Pick Six Podcast. We're, uh, thank you for listening all year long. Um, I'm gonna try and stow some Pick Six hats and shirts and swag. Uh, not for these guys. I've been wearing your Pick Six Podcast shirt all night doing this podcast. So I don't say anything. Um, and uh, we're gonna do the, do the P1 listeners. But you guys are the best. Appreciate you listening. I guess we'll be back tomorrow for another show. Maybe we'll grab Brady Quinn. Maybe we'll grab Pete Crisco. Uh, but we'll let you know what the off-season plans are. Thank you as always. Talk to y'all. Mon Yana.